2: Hello, and welcome to Jokes with Mark Simmons, the podcast where I chat to another comedian about jokes and routines and gags they can't get to work. As always, I am joined by producer Joel. Hello. On the other end of the line, there he That's is. That's me. That's him. Joel, what's happening? How's your lockdown? Oh, three more weeks. Three Sorry. more weeks. Oh, it's going to be more, more than that, weeks. mate. Three more weeks. It's, it's going to be more than that. I, t- I tried to write a joke about that earlier, but I, I was lim- I couldn't because of language. Would you like to hear about it, Joe? Of course. Um, I saw someone put something about um, um, but, uh, lift restrictions, about they're not going to lift restrictions, and I thought yep. there's a joke there about lift Restrictions, i.e., just Mm. take the stairs, or uh, like in a fire, that's you're not allowed to use a lift, that's a lift restriction, isn't it? Yeah, um, but language wise, you can't lead into lift restrictions in the right way to make it work both sides of the joke because you Mm. it's like a, a you say you would have to lift restrictions, that doesn't make sense with actual lift restrictions, and you can't start the sentence with lift restrictions. Because yeah. it would make sense the other side. So, yeah, yeah, I, I just, uh, you know... Just, Hello. Uh, backed myself into a corner with that joke. But I thought, you know, that's what people are tuning in for to hear this sort of stuff, aren't they? Hello. Hello? Hello. Hello, Joe. Are you there, Joe? Joe? Unbelievable. I'm going to keep it running and hope that Joe... Will come back to me. Um, I'm just going to find his number. We are now calling Joel, Hello. producer Joel. He should answer in a second. And he's answered. What there? I don't know. Have you kept recording? Yep. Yeah, me too. Lift restrictions. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how much you missed of that, Joel, but it doesn't matter because let's crack on. Any Anything else happening? I've just started Westworld.
1: No, nothing nothing happening for me, Mark.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not doing that bit yet. Um I just I just told you, Joel, I I've started watching Westworld. Have you seen it? Oh, I've I watched the first series, I think. Yeah? I'm watching. I it. Don't think I think it's good. Yeah, it is good, yeah. It's uh, high concept, isn't it, Joel? It is high concept. Yeah, it's good. I like it. Um that's about it really. Written,
1: who, was it, who
2: wrote the book? Is it the same guy that wrote Jurassic Park? Yeah.
1: Michael Crichton. Is that right?
2: Why not? You know what? Interesting, <laughs> to, say, interesting to say that because I actually made the point to my girlfriend that it's very much like Jurassic Park in a lot, really, because it is a park, for one. Yeah. But but they're robots instead of dinosaurs. Yeah. Um, I haven't got too far in yet, but I'm guessing something goes wrong with those robots and they become a threat to humans, possibly. Yeah. Um, And there's an old bloke, like quite a respected old bloke in acting world who's in charge of making it in both films yeah. there you go there you bit go. of bit of movie news and tv <laughs> news there for you uh but you're so glad you tuned in this week we have got stuart goldsmith Whee! comedian and podcaster from that podcast comedians comedian podcast podcast royalty isn't he Podcast Stuart royalty Stuart Goldsmith is here in the flesh on the end of the line. Uh let's just cricket into it, shall we Joe? Yeah. Here he is.
1: So how's your lockdown? It's good. Um, I mean, with all respect to the dead and dying, I'm having the time of my life. And um, I'm at home all the time. I'm seeing my children every day. I'm doing every morning. Yeah. I'm doing every bedtime and bath time. Um, I'm You're up n-
2: early. You're up early. This is the, the earliest one of these I've done. <laughs> I've been up for and
1: five hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When,
2: when you messaged, I was like, oh, yeah, 11, that's fine. I'm, I'm, I'm really productive on lockdown. And I was yeah. got up early. I was like, oh, I need a coffee. I need a shower. Yeah. And, then, and then we're doing it by Zoom. So you can see me. As was like, I've got to put clothes on. <laughs> You're
1: normally naked during the podcast. <laughs> that really puts a different spin on it.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm one of those people that um, hacks into Zoom. Because So did you, who were you, what, what was it that you, you told me a minute ago that people so you, you got hacked? Yeah, oh yeah, we rude. got trolled,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been spending, the reason I'm so chipper is I've been spending the last month kind of trying to invent things on online, invent ways of doing mm. comedy. Like there's, there's, two, there's two methods of uh, hunting, as you know, Mark. You can either, yeah. like the, the predators used in the wild, you can either sit and wait for food to come along and snatch yeah. it, Or you can go out and try and find food. And I'm definitely the second type. So rather than waiting for someone to invent how online gigs work, I'm like, I'm going to bloody invent how online gigs work. So I've been incredibly busy for the last month. Um, And one of the I've been doing numerous experiments. And in one of the experiments, we had maybe 12 people in the room and I was doing a gig to them or like hosting a gig to them in an attempt to create a version of an online stand-up gig where the performer isn't just howling into the void but is performing Mm. to live human faces that you can see and hear reacting, right? It's just world-changing, it's brilliant. Um, Mm. And world-changing, if your world is usually (laughs) the M4, then it changes your own personal world. What I mean is, it's insignificant and meaningless. Um, But uh, during one of those experiments, I, as an experiment, put the Zoom login and password on Twitter because I thought we can fit a few more people in here. It'd be great if anyone following Aye. me just jumps on it. And even if we just get five more people, we can see if it works with 17 people rather than 12. Um, and I learned that there are trolls, and I'm assuming what they do is uh, Google the terms Zoom and password in order to hoover up, you know, and just go, oh, there's one, I'll get me dick out. And so we but, had this elderly man stroking it, uh, well, jacking it, frankly. <laughs> what, live? Yeah, he, he had a webcam on him and what? he was clearly watching porn with a webcam on him. And so, and he, suddenly he saw, he's like a flasher. He saw all of our faces and he was jacking it. Yeah. And so wow. we're like, "Well, hello. Get, well, get rid of this guy. But of course the people that are into it, then shortly afterwards it happened again. Like there was another, but by that time we were prepared for it. it. was like, let's let this guy in. We don't recognize his name, but maybe he's a you know a fan on Twitter or something. So we admitted him from the waiting room to the main thing. And then he changed the, the settings um, and took over the screen share and started showing granny porn.
2: Fucking yeah. hell, wow. It's not all yeah. bad then.
1: It's not all bad! I was just going to say you had a lovely little pause and a sort of low murmur. <laughs> Fucking hell. And describe, where can you find stuff like that, Steve?
2: <laughs> wow, that is crazy. That is, that's mad. So it's like, this. It's, so your platform has changed the world for, for comedians and people that watch comedy, but also the people
1: that can't go out flashing. Yep. 100% yeah yeah I mean they're out there and it must be you know it's listen oh if you're a grimy perv who likes upsetting people with your schlong then uh, this is what a time to be alive <laughs> everyone's in everyone's in and a load of people are experimenting with technology they don't understand
2: Ah, oh, it's crazy yeah I've heard a lot about zoom yeah people hacking it and stuff yeah yeah but,
1: yeah yeah and it's um there's but, all sorts yeah,
2: it's fun, of. and then it? it's a story isn't it
1: it's a yeah. story yeah <laughs> yeah absolutely <laughs> this is it this is going to be comedy 20 years from now everyone will be going oh yeah so i got flashed like all stories will take place yeah, on yeah. zoom you know you can tell oh, comics he- now oh, you know, <laughs> yeah. every, every time they do a story about getting heckled it's just going to be a guy stroking it to them <laughs> well you know you can tell comics now you can tell which comics can drive Because people have either got anecdotes about service stations and cars Mm. or they've got anecdotes about train stations. And you're like, okay, this guy drives, this guy doesn't, this guy occasionally gets a lift, Um, And uh, I'm using guy in a non-gendered way there and uh so <laughs> I think, in future it'll be a case of like what did you do during the great pandemic? I did mostly skype gigs i have got anecdotes about <laughs> you know getting yeah, heckled yeah, on yeah. on uh, Zoom or what have you. I was mostly live streaming all my materials about it. so one time I was on Instagram, and this guy said the funniest thing I've ever said you know someone commented <laughs> yeah, yeah, this yeah. and I hit like, and honestly, oh, we fell about
2: so so you're saying about experimenting that that's I was going to talk to you about that anyway because um. Your you started experimenting with how to uh, generate material, right? So uh, yes, so you went. So you do a different show every day in Edinburgh, and it would, everything was different. You always it, you'd...
1: no, it wasn't. It was it was it was different every day. It wasn't a completely new thing. I wasn't doing the Tommy Tiernan. I'm I'm attracted to that uh, idea of going out there and trying to say nothing that you've ever said before. That's like yeah. the next level. Oh, wow, that's probably a good few levels above. Like I yeah. love the idea of that. I'm scared of it, but I do love the idea of it. But so what I was doing, I did a show called Primer in which I had a um, uh, a screen with maybe 50 or 60 words on it, little bits of sentences, basically just a sort of physical, a large version of writing a few notes on the back of your hand. Right, And I'd put that up so it was visible to the audience as well. And I'd do jokes about the facts of it, which was quite a nice way to kind of warm up. I've never ever used props on stage or any kind of visual yeah. or any kind of special effects or theatricality or effort. <laughs> I've never made an effort of any kind. And um, I once had a blackout in my last tour, but that was absolutely the limit. Um, so oh, this wow. this was like a, a big screen with all the words on it. So I would do sort of introductory jokes about how it worked. And um, and what it was... Would it, was really good for because the words would I would change I would turn over stuff I'd go that bit as soon as something really worked I'd kind of put it in a different section on the screen it was a box of like if you're really struggling do this but it's up and running so really you, you should be pushing yourself uh, okay. to do the brand new stuff that you don't know what the hell you're yeah. talking about because what I wanted to do was push myself into well t- two things one I wanted to just start massively turning over stuff and learn mm. to be funnier than my material do you mean like yeah. I, I want to just be funny because I'm talking so it's funny yeah. because it's me that's what I'm aiming for <laughs> lofty goal <laughs> um, but also what it means is I'm never struggling to remember something because struggling to remember something is a deeply uncreative place for me yeah so actually okay. having the stuff written on you really it be I realized afterwards what I could have done is put it behind the audience like a sort of massive cue card, but even then, yeah. you'd there'd be some element of subterfuge. Whereas I quite like a the lot balls of out, yeah, a lot of squinting. I really like the kind of brassy. That's the stuff. I don't know the stuff. Let's see what what happens because, yeah, I, yeah. and I think you know whether or not that's. I, I came away from Edinburgh having had the time of my life. It was so creative and fun, and it was exactly what that festival is supposed to be. Yeah, and um, and I came away with this really big question of like, do I take the the uh, the the findings of that experiment. Do I go great? That's how I build a show now. Now I go off and mm-hmm. build the show. Or yeah. is that my show now? Because they're two mm. radically different ways of doing it. The the second one is never going to get on live at the Apollo. No one's going to you know thing you see your thing with a screen and oh he does this weird thing where he doesn't really know what the fuck he's doing. But I honestly came out of it going I love new material. Yeah. I love, you know, everyone, every comic's best time on stage is when a brand new bit works and has legs. Mm. That's the crack, right? That's the gold dust. Yeah, yeah. Um, And so given that we can all do precisely what we want and we're just here to do what we want, why do we participate in this kind of, it's not a lie, but it's like this sort of group hallucination that... that Progression is a thing, and that the industry is a thing, and that you have to do a certain yeah. sort of thing. Most of the acts, I'm excited to go and see, really excited. I love a I love a Rory Scovel or a Mike Babiglia, you know, a perfect, mm. finely tuned show with loads of risk within it and brilliant jokes. But a lot of the time, I, I they're the rarities I think within stand up. Stand up. A lot of the time, yeah. I want to see Phil K. I want to see Russell. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, Hicks. Hicks. Thank you. Um, Phil K. Russell Hicks. Terry Alderton. Um, And I also love kind of Lucy Pearman, sort of, you know, Spencer Mm. Jones kind of weirdness. But um, I love people just like Tarzan or Jane (laughs) leaping. (laughs) No, Tarzan, the one with the abilities, Um, the the specific abilities. I love to see people leap and not know whether they're going to catch the next vine or not. I love that. And I love doing that. So Mm. why am I trying to confine that really electrifying state on stage into now I'll do the tidy version of the brilliant thing? Why does yeah, anything what, need to be finished? Why can't I do work what, in progress the for the rest laugh of my count? life? What the, what's the difference in laugh count
2: between those two shows? Like, would you be getting a lot of laughs out of this isn't working This or oh, this could go wrong?
1: Good question. Really good question. I think, um, yes, the danger is you get really good at struggling. Like yeah. you get, you learn <laughs> to be funny when you're like, oh, I don't know. You know, you could always, <laughs> you know, there's sorts of acts yeah. who they're like, I remember that, I won't name him, but there was this one road warrior act years ago who um, his gear about how badly it was going was way better than his gear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you just go, oh, this is because you've died so hard so many times with your not very good gear that you've yeah. learned to fail ba- fail really well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the danger is, yes, absolutely. I clocked that. I was like, am I just learning to to be to like to get out of it but I don't think I was what I was trying to do was stay in the moment go what do I really think about this I'd, I had a story about um there was a particular story about uh going camping with some friends and mm. I was I'm was sure there was something funny about it and so I, w- I would tell it and then whilst I was telling it I would try to stay in it and I would go I would cheap out of it with a gag, and then I and they'd laugh, and I'd go and I'd say out loud, "Stop! That's bullshit. You're just laughing because I got out of that cheaply with rhythm or with yeah. an you know an arbitrary callback or something." Um, what do I? Why am I here talking about this? And I'd and I'd take a breath and I go, Whew, "Okay, what did it mean to me? It meant that I was proud. I was really proud, or whatever the thing was, you know." And I would try and actually find it live on stage. Now those bits aren't always mm. funny. But they are always interesting, and I yeah. think there's a lot of funny out there, and I'm sometimes a bit bored of funny, 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 funny. I would yeah. rather Patton Oswald says this thing about how you should put the moment of realization into your story if you're telling a story or you know a bit about something, yeah the ty- don't tell it from the perspective of someone who has realized something because of these things happened. put that moment of realization. You know his story. I don't know how familiar with Patton's stuff, but he he's got a story about buying lean cuisines in a in a um, like a fucking like convenience store, right. and and then Africa by Toto comes on the the the, the 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 whatever it's called the intercom Um the PA, and uh, and that's it. That's the plot of the, right. that's everything that happens. But he tells it whereby he realizes the serenity he could just have killed himself. Like he, I mean, it's an incredible bit. He's looking at lean cuisines and summing up the relative calorific content and how the different lean (laughs) cuisines that he's forced to eat are tasting. (laughs) And he says, Africa by Toto comes on. And if he could have just, if he'd had a gun, then it would have been like, hmm, meatball ragu. Dun, 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 dun. And just slid the gun into his mouth. Like, do you know what I mean? So that moment is right in the, it's right Ah, in the bit. So I'm trying in a pathetic way to kind of ape that sort of moment of like, Trying to focus less on plot and more on what is this, uh, like, what am I feeling and what's the truth of it and what does it mean to me? Because there must be a reason why I want to tell that story on stage. I'm not not just telling it because I've got nothing. (laughs) Sometimes Mm. I am. But anything (laughs) I've selected, if I've got nothing and gone, oh, I could do that, then there is a Mm. reason why I think I could do that. There's something interesting or potentially Mm. funny about it. Sorry, I've been speaking for a long time. (laughs)
2: no no it's really interesting so what did you what what did you discover then what did what did you decide oh it
1: doesn't work and I'm bad at it no um I I suppose I discovered that I'm I can have a lot more confidence in myself you Hmm. know that I am I'm maybe part one maybe step one of the journey to becoming I'd hope I'm step seven at least um, by now 15 years in but maybe if the ultimate goal is to be one of those people where everything you say is funny maybe Mm. part of that maybe one of my biggest obstacles is a sort of deeply held core belief that I'm not really a comedian I'm not really funny I don't deserve to be there I don't have funny bones all of that Mm. stuff I was going to say shit and I was like I'm not saying none of it's true you know but it's, it's deeply it's like it's laced into my bones and so for me just taking a step towards oh what even just knowing that's the goal i want to just be funny i don't want to have yeah i don't want to be the guy who can write a brilliantly crafted routine every year i mean that's sure. that'd be great but i don't that's you know, I tried to do that for a long time. And I don't think that's me. I want to be one of those people that just kind of goes, and it it just kind of, but that's what I've got. That's that's the only, that's the only really good thing I've got. That's the only bit of talent I think I've got (laughs) is sometimes I can relax the sort of joke sphincter, (laughs) you know, and just, (laughs) it just comes out somehow. So I'm trying to put myself in that mode as efficiently as possible. So So what did
2: you do for your tour then? Like, did you actually go for it in, did you do Primer as your tour? You... No,
1: know I did a few bits of it. I'd done it very little. So you so, mixed it in? Yeah, what I started doing about three years ago, I started doing a thing called Hell Week. Basically, when I realised that I needed to write an, an hour of comedy every year, um, mm-hmm. and I've done like nine or ten now, um, I felt like I had homework for the rest of my life. I was like, oh God, you know, you know I'm like free, yeah. I'm a comedian, everything's great, I'm making money, it's all oh, great. I'm
2: on all the time because I know I, have to, I can't switch off yes. because I, I won't come up with enough stuff.
1: You've got you've got you've got to always be cranking it out. Now and that to mm. me felt like a shit way to live your life, right? Mm. And we might be discovering yeah. what I'm My like girlfriend
2: like, thinks so. Yeah,
1: yeah. No one ever talks about here's my thing. No one ever talks about creative efficiency. You're suppo- we've got all got, got this preconception that you're supposed to cut your ear off alone in a garret because your work is making you so depressed. You know, mm-hmm. and, and I want to be happy. I want to be a happy artist. I don't want mm. to. It's not worth it to me. I've been depressed. I've had ser- ser- terrible anxiety. In you know periods in my life, my mental health is a roller coaster. At the best of times, I don't want to have to feel bad for my job. I want to feel good and do my job. So, and doing my own podcast has has made me realise we're talking to hundreds and hundreds of comedians, um, there is no you don't have to be depressed. You know, mm. a lot of us worry about stuff, but um, so I thought. I want to be a happy artist. I want to learn a way to do this that doesn't feel like I've got this weight hanging over. My God, I've got to go to work. What's the point of that? We are given this gift to Mm. to, to have this incredible lifestyle. Musicians can't do this. You can't be a session musician like a session comic like we can. Mm. You know, what a treat. So, um, I mean, you you can be those things, but it's fucking hard. You know, it's easier for us to to make a living from it. Um, So... Uh, I didn't want to squander that. So I wanted to be happy and I wanted to be efficient because if I feel like I can... This is a very long way around. Basically, I Hmm. I used to feel like September the 1st, that's when I start writing next year's show and going back into the mode of... So when is the fun bit of the year? You only get a fun July when you're tweaking... Yeah, yeah. You know, bullshit. Mm. So... um, so then I, just, I started doing a thing called Hell Week, where I'd go, right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to test myself. I'm not going to do any writing until the, whatever it was, 10th of November. And then I'm going to do an hour, and I'm going to write it mm. that morning. Or I'm, And then I'm going to do, I booked like a week of gigs at the Bill Murray, and I said, right. I'm going to write all day, and then do it that night. And then I'm going to rewrite it all day and do it that night. And then I can put all the depression and self-loathing into one week, and that'll be more yeah. efficient. And so if,
2: if something sort of works, so the first day you do it, if a bit you think, oh, there's something there but it didn't quite work, would you pass it on to the next day to, to, to develop it? Or yes, would you oh, just absolutely, because I had, no- yeah, I had yeah. nothing else. So, yeah, so each and- day you take the best bits from the previous day yes. and then add bits? Yes. Okay. That's yes,
1: cool. and I'm and as a result, because I, uh, you know. I, I am not famous. These days, I have a bit of a following of people who will turn up. Mm. But in those days, like it was sort of four or five years ago, um, I really have such a debt of gratitude to the Neil Peterses of this world, the the Jose Vizcadios, the Kate Websters, the Andy McAfee's, the super fans who go to everything. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And you just go, oh, it's you. You've seen this four times. Do you know what I mean? The people who are like, okay, I'm a yeah, huge yeah. comedy person. And there are loads mm. of other names I should say. that I've forgotten. Um, but... Uh, my point was, I haven't forgotten that my point is I just got to, go to sit here and listen. Yeah, yeah. There's I'm, loads of other I'm people I don't care about. Out. Yeah, yeah. I <laughs> just have you going, uh, <laughs>
2: can't uh, yeah, for some others.
1: Come on, I remember all my so, fans. So, doing doing, <laughs> dog shit, shocking, bad comedy to willing, helpful people who are like willing me to <laughs> succeed. Um, so, I, I did that and then. The year, so 2019, 2018, September 2018, I went, right, I'm going to do a new thing. I'm not going to do a show next year. I'm going to do new material. And I'm not going to write anything until Leicester Comedy Festival. So on the 22nd of uh, February, I did a show mm-hmm. at Leicester and I said, the blurb, I said, um, my guarantee is that I will not have written a word of this show until the morning of the performance, right? Because I wanted them to know that what they were getting into. I want no them to know. Oh, came. That's weird. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's it. I had a decent, I had 50 people in a room and oh, I great. went out and I got there at, and I sat in a cafe across the road from the venue and I had four mad hours. And it, listen, I didn't <laughs> and write the any jokes. Right? The adrenaline was there. I, the adrenaline can be useful. There is you that s- super like. brave thing. Yeah, is, is that, oh, I don't know. I mean, no. I, I well, it's not so much adrenaline as focus. There's a yeah. deadline. They're physically there. You're not just thinking, mm. oh, I'll get round to some jokes, I suppose. It's a bit like it's the sort of methadone version of the heroin of being on stage. Yeah. That's a bad example because heroin makes you go to sleep. It's a... Uh, <laughs> I can't think of the... So it's like the PCP of being on stage. There's a mini version of that which doesn't exist as far as I'm aware. It's, a, a, I'll tell you what it is. It's... Um, if on stage is Red Bull, then uh, that is sort of half an espresso <laughs> or something. no a that's tea. worse i don't know what yeah, the fuck... yeah. god and you can tell all this stuff. it's made me so funny i'm just brilliant um <laughs> as i fucking plough my way through a shit metaphor the point <laughs> this is, is live working it's a it's not, a... not comedy just just how to talk just how to talk <laughs> um so i i had that crazy four hours and then i did something and you know three bits of it turned into bits and a lot okay. of it was me going fuck here we go here we go. Okay, what about this? Yeah. Anything? No, because of this. No, really nothing. Sure. Next bit. Yeah. You know, but three bits so, turned into bits.
2: So with this podcast, like you're normal so you've got a lot of st- stuff that you've tried and got rid of. Are there any bits that you really liked and you're like, oh, it's such a shame that bit never worked?
1: I am I'm gonna look at my notes for this. This is Primer. This was uh in my notes tell me this is edition thirteen of primer. Oh, so very- Um, (laughs) so that bit by that time the beginning bit was working i've got to try and remember what it is syncope syncope never worked syncope is a thing where uh, it's a medical thing whereby old men get up in the middle of the night to go for a wee and they pass out because their blood pressure is so low right so you get up in the middle of the night in the middle of the night you're you're asleep your blood pressure is very low if you then urinate it can lower your blood pressure even further and you can literally pass out so that happened to me And on holiday, I went for a wee in the middle of the night and I I just literally passed out, keeled over backwards like prone and hit the side of my head as I fell on, you know, the lip at the bottom of a shower, you know, the the bit that stops the shower water running out. So that ridge, like that sideways plank, I smashed the side of my head on that, knocked myself out cold. So already I'm thinking I could see
2: why this might not work because you're like... That's horrible. If they like you as a performer, yes.
1: Well, that is that, um, that is one of the crosses I bear. They really like me, so yeah. anything in which I, uh, anything bad that happens to me, has to be <laughs> really sugar coated, <laughs> because otherwise, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. if I talk about depression or anger or something, they're like, "Oh, but Stu, you're okay, right?" You know, um, yeah, in a way yeah, that yeah. they probably don't even know they're doing. But I, that's my reading of it. Mm, so, that, so there's that. But I think it's funny. That a terrible thing happened to me, and it's funny that it's supposed to only happen to old men, like thats yeah. some says something about me i'm forty two and so that's a worry that I'm getting old, so there's something there mm. I don't know that I ever managed to find what was interesting to me about it, but then yeah. equally I, I probably never even gave it that good of a run out because by then I was sort of I was having just having a brilliant Edinburgh and having loads of fun, so I didn't yeah. really get to, I tell you what I put it in I can tell you now I put it inside a bit about. Um, <laughs> but this went nowhere either. So, being a collaborator, uh, being eager yeah. to please, being eager to please, meaning because I'm eager to please, but but who? Like the idea of that bit was. Oh, I'd like. I'm the sort of person. I naturally help someone carry a bag up the stairs. I naturally yeah. help an old lady across the road. But I'm. Eager, but my point is like that's not necessarily good because the same instinct is what makes people collaborators with occupied forces. Do you know what I mean? It's like I'm eager <laughs> to please an old lady, my parents, the government, the Chinese government. Do you know yes. what I mean? It's like that. That <laughs> yeah, was sort of. There's yeah, okay. something in that. So I talked yeah. about that. I talked about how like my you know people we all like to say to ourselves my granddad would have stood up to the nazis he would never have like that whereas i, I mm. worry that my grandchildren will go oh grandpa stew yeah he'd have folded like that Do you know what i mean and then i did kind yeah, of an act yeah. out he's of... just passed out on the toilet floor. yeah exactly yeah well something structural like that would have really helped as it was i did an <laughs> act out of me sort of answer it became clear during the act out; it was just mime where i was answering the door and kind of going no no like looking around bewildered no and then sort of Pointing under the floor <laughs> in a sort of you know like inglorious bastard like I've got no okay. idea <laughs> sorry yeah yeah, you know, yeah yeah again I'm I'm conjuring a huge thing the idea of collaboration <laughs> with the Nazis you know, like it's far yeah, too yeah. big of a thing to 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 see in the perspective i like I haven't earned that comparison it's too shocking yeah. and painful a thing but the the act out was funny act outs are a very mm. creative space for me I'll invent three jokes inside an act out because I lose myself and so the the chattering monkey that tells me I'm shit and can't do it. Disappears. Yeah. Because I'm just so lost in a silly thing. So it was
2: working, what made, what, what, what made you, why wouldn't you keep running with that as a bit?
1: Honestly, I'm going to sound like such a prick. So much <laughs> stuff was working. I mean, okay. not, not, I don't mean so much stuff was gold, but so much stuff had at least that bit of goodness, at least that much good inside it. I I then kind of ended up in a bit that I think the place that bit led me to was a bit about my emotions being really up and down, which is now a very solid bit that I'm I'm doing. Mm. I was at the Cape Town Comedy Festival and was doing I was hosting the show every night to this huge venue. And I really started just just before the pandemic. I really started to, like, take risks in act outs. In a big room yeah. in front of lots of people, that was really yeah. wow, so much fun. So, so it's a bit about, and that's in that's in the new show, which is on sort of semi permanent stasis. Who knows if they'll even be in Edinburgh next year? And then everyone's show will yeah. be really irrelevant. But fortunately, <laughs> I've been writing about thinking thought processes rather than current events. So, so I may, it might be a bit more, uh, uh, it might have more longevity. But the bit is about being in the bank and the way that I'm furious with with the system, the bank system, because it's not moving fast enough, the system's broken, I'm furious but I don't admit it, and then, mm. but when someone in the queue in front of me flips out and goes, "For fuck's sake, what are you doing?" I I do a one eighty and I'm like, "Hey, come on, <laughs> yeah, yeah. man, relax." Shut <laughs> <I, I>, out. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Like, and it's so hypocritical. But then I yeah, what I'm doing yeah. is like a huge. I'm doing like a two minute act out of this guy gradually sliding down the back wall of the venue, going, "Relax, baby. It's all. Everyone's got to be somewhere. I mean, what I like, is money, right? You know." So I, I, <laughs> I like really the idea draw the. If out. you uh, get your phone out and start recording it. well you see i would that's a nice idea do you mean just to be clear about the joke you mean like yeah like that that emphasizes the hypocriticalness of yeah yeah look at this prick i I wouldn't do that i don't think i would do that as a bit because or it wouldn't occur to me sorry it wouldn't occur to me to do that because it's not true
2: because it's not true
1: it's it's partly because it's not true and i'm not mr truth on stage i try to be and i flatter myself that i am but It's more that Hmm. the spirit of it isn't a thing that I would do, so I'm not interested in pursuing it. To me, that bit is about what a sort of, what a (laughs) trifling hypocritical (laughs) dick I am. And it's not, I I just, no, I tell you what it is. My instinct is not to pile the pressure on the person. My instinct Mm -hmm. is to pile the pressure on me. If I film it, then I win the situation. And I don't want to win the situation. I want to be reduced to a blubbering pool of piss. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah and you can quote me on
2: that <laughs> so did that bit work
1: yes as a, as a bit
2: so that's that the bit that you were that experimenting bit working with. and
1: now that bit is uh, lengthening there's now i'm populating the bank i'm populating the cashiers in the bank they're doing things they're having a relationship with each other i can put more yeah. people in the queue oh, i right. can build on that because i know it ends on a really big dumb act out that i cannot wait to do because it touch wood always works
2: yeah so, so- with the act out are you saying that like you were experimenting with with a huge audience so like when I do gags like to a massive like uh like like a thousand plus Mm -hmm. I love that because because with what I do you get at least one of them will laugh sorry yeah (laughs) yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) exactly no at least one of them will get it first and then it because say 50% get it straight away and then the wave spreads and that's for me because I think I always say like Oh, my stuff works better to loads of people, but then everyone's stuff does. But, but, but the technical side, it's beautiful like that. because because yeah. people that are slow, oh yeah, don't that can can catch up, and then everyone's yeah. enjoying it, right? Totally, totally. So, so with the with the act out, is it is it easier in that same sense to act out with more people because you can there's more people to get on board at different points, or does That's it make a, a difference between the it's big? It's a good cause question. If you then went down to a small audience now. Would that is there a risk that it wouldn't work quite the same?
1: I suppose there is, but it would need to be small. It would need to be less than fifty, I think, to make a real mm. difference. Because if the bit is funny, like in the same yeah. way as you, because I don't really do short jokes. I've written like five short jokes in my life, and um, I, I I love them, but I just find them impossible to to write. They fall out of the sky or they don't for me. And that's not yeah, true yeah. actually. My 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 best short joke I ever wrote. I really put a lot of work into and it yeah. worked and it did me great for ten years. So if I just put that work into everything, you would think that I would end up with <laughs> yeah. some do you know what I mean? With some really good good gear, but that's just not what my but This is why I'm
2: on all the time, because I can't because it's not that easy, is it? So let's sure. do an I mean, hour I, of them every year.
1: Totally. My work ethic is I was talking to Alice Fraser about this yesterday. My work ethic is work really hard now in order so that I can be as lazy as I want to later like my yeah, whole yeah. work ethic is designed to make things like i said creative efficiency it's designed mm. to mean i don't have to work for a living i'm the tail end of people who started doing comedy as a sort of alternative lifestyle fuck about i'm pre-ambition yeah. do you know what I mean i was like I'm, i was kind of i was i was on the cusp you know yeah. so my whole thing was like i want to have a crazy fun life and have a laugh and do you know what I mean like to have adventures mm. and stuff and now i've got children i just want to hang out with my children the whole time i don't want to be a bad artist because of it but I want to learn to be an efficient artist with my creativity and with my time such that yep. I can spend my life on a beach eating ice cream. I don't do one of those things, but um, so just before we got into short jokes, I had something else to say. You were asking, um, you were asking whether um,
2: smaller, audience smaller audiences
1: out. made a difference. Yes. So um, I think the point I wanted to make is that you get to recognize the ripple because you, you because the type of comedy you do is short, brilliant jokes. And so you do one, you ripple it out like this, while you rack up your next one. I don't yeah. work like that. I work like jump into the swimming pool and flounder about. So okay, although yeah. I am I have a deep connection to them, I don't often I don't think I have as much time to relish the reaction because what I'm trying to I'm trying to be inside myself kind of Lose. I want to lose myself in it. That's the difference. I want to lose myself in it, and and I and and I can only do that if it's working. If it isn't working, then once in a blue moon, I will manage to lose myself inside it, and that will make it work again. So Mm. I don't get so much. I do sometimes get time if I particularly. There's a dumb. I said I don't do prop stuff. There was one gag I did with the screen that I was using, where it would be the joke was I always I would do a thing. I'd do a a bit or ask. I wouldn't even ask a question. And someone would always, someone in a room of say 50, 60 people would always chip in with something that sounded funny. And that mm. would get a big laugh. And then I would hit a button and it would reveal that I had predict- predicted they'd do that. I oh, consider that cool. a really nice. cheap as chips kind of a gag. Like that's the sort of thing yeah, where yeah. I'll see I like someone, that, I won't that. name any I like names, that. but I'll see someone do that in a big venue and it'll yeah, kill, yeah. and I'll roll my eyes mm. like, oh, come on, mate, that's just a trick. But I did it, and honestly, because I recorded all of them and listened back to them, I know that one time it got a laugh for 29 seconds. 29 wow. seconds, this laugh built and built and exploded and broke and built, it was just magic. And I'm like, oh, that's why I use mm. tricks in it, that's good. <laughs> so, so that, on, on rare occasions, I would get to stand there looking at them, but still, even then, I would be staying in the attitude of the bit But Mm. I'd just be looking out from inside the bit, looking at them being both things at once, being the person I'm playing inside the bit and the architect of this huge fucking laugh. (laughs) Ha, 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 aren't I clever? Look at you, yes, fill me, fill me with your love. You know, that sort Mm. of thing. But normally I'm aiming to lose myself.
0: Selling a little or a lot? because businesses that grow grow with shopify get a one dollar per month trial period at shopify.com slash work shopify.com slash work
3: wow nice yeah what you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on bombas socks underwear and t-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds yeah that plush and the best part for every item you purchase bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
2: We're pretty much near the end of the time. Have you got any other bits? Oh, Jesus, I'm sorry. I do bang on. No, <laughs> this is great, man. This is spot on. It's lovely. Have you got um, any other little bits that you could...
1: Little bits? That, let me just look back at the... That you. Uh, thing to find gave up on
2: what was one of the short jokes that you had that you've written in your your five short jokes Can
1: um i mean them? it's an older it's an older thing yeah i um it's so a, you actually did them on set that you like they were in your old set were they oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. oh, oh, oh okay. god yeah for years I mean, one of them turned up in three shows oh, right. but it's only like eight oh, seconds was... long but uh <laughs> and i used that i used to open with it for ages the um i used to open with something about I used to say I'm a metrosexual. That means I'll sleep with anyone I've met. Um, and I say, I, I do mean anyone. I mean, it was a, you know, it's a daft little thing, but it was a setup yeah, for yeah. this. I said, I do mean anyone. I'm not on the other bus, but I will catch it home rather than walk right and that you know that's a proper joke like you could have written that you know that's a a good joke well exactly yeah so uh, like the expression I'm not on the other bus so it's a joke about who I am and my sexuality and the fact that you're absolutely right there's two jokes in there there's the metaphor the the analogy of the bus and there's Mm. what the analogy of the bus means so people catch on at different times like um, you know I'm a bit bisexual but it's basically just because I'm easy and I'm desperate to go home with someone do you know what I mean that's sort of what the thing is and um (laughs) And that was the, uh, that was I mean that did me for. <laughs> I use that yeah. a lot. <laughs> I use that a lot. You know, I'd be doing some sitcom warm up, and I'd be like, I've got that in my back pocket for hour three when they want to leave. And so I, I use that for a long time. What I open with now um, is well, no, I've got to retire this now, but um, it's done me well for a couple of years. Um, is talking about and and the reason I want to mention this is because it's character driven, and mm. what helps for me, <laughs> and I'd be lovely to turn this sentiment into a joke. But the problem I have when I walk on stage is that I look like a boring winner, right? <laughs> I look like a person who has no need to be on stage because I am i look nice, I sound nice, and I, I'm not saying that I look successful inherently, but I look yeah, yeah, blandly yeah. handsome, right? So, <laughs> you know, handsome, so who gives a fuck about this handsome guy, but blandly, so double who gives a fuck about him, right? Mm-hmm. so the and I say it would be weird I'm assuming that anyone listening to this is deeply <laughs> embedded enough in the craft of comedy that you can hear someone say that about themselves in a purely amoral this is what I've learned from this is all i believe in mate and <laughs> this is the whole episode yeah. <laughs> yeah I think I look like a boring winner and I think they think yeah. I look like a boring winner so if I walk on and if I'm fast enough knocking my own perceived status they warm to me hmm they not yeah. just they warm yeah, to yeah, me, yeah, but they yeah, accept yeah. me. They don't feel condescended to. So I could yeah. never play Liverpool to my satisfaction. I could only ever get away with a gig in Liverpool, and I learnt to. I mean, by by my standards, I would be fine. Yeah, it was yeah. worth paying, and uh, please continue mm. to book me. But the last time I did that, lovely. Have you done <laughs> that hot water? The like the no, the Octo gig. You do, you open nice. and close two different rooms for two nights, so you do eight okay. eight shows. Yeah, and um, I. I was like, well, I've got got to nail this. And on the second show, I nailed it because I found a way to let them, and I find this particularly in the Northwest. Who told me this? I can't remember, was it I can't remember. It was, do you know who it was? It was lovely um, Danny McLaughlin. Okay, Um, great. Danny told me this. He said, they're not, I was kind of bitching about the fact like, fuck, they just hate me because I'm not from round here and I don't have gear from where I'm from because I'm not from anywhere Mm. interesting. And Danny said, they don't hate you. They're just scared that you're going to condescend to them and I was like, "Oh right. God, that's good." So what I learnt was, rather than you know that classic thing in Liverpool, you've got to—I <laughs> don't know who said this oh, but yeah. you've, you've got to wank them off for a bit before you start. Do you know what I mean? That's. Oh, like, I missed um, that.
2: Sorry, it, it paused. No worries. You it'll
1: just... it'll come out on the uh, on the audio, but I'll say it again. Yeah. Anyway. Um, you've got to you've got to wank them off for a bit, right? That I, <laughs> right? that's not what I'm saying. That's what's been said to that's me. That's such a weird bit to pause. It's like Zoom. No, <laughs> that was what you're going to say, and they've had so many people wanking that they're just cutting it, it out. They just cut out them the word. Um, so, uh, that's not my sentiment, but people, what I mean is as an act mm. who's from the generic South, the yeah. Midlands, but as far as they're concerned, the generic South, if they're concerned that I'm going to condescend to them, the, 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 the shabby way out of that is to walk on and go, it's great to be here. This is the best city in the world. And they all cheer mm. and they go, fine. He's not a, he's, he's not a dick, but that's kind of, you know, they deserve more than that. You don't have to go on and literally wank them off. So, <laughs> um, So what I started doing, sort of almost by accident, almost out of sort of resignation to like, I don't know what to do with this very crucial little 30 seconds of my set. On the Mm. second gig of the Hot Water Octo gig, I I walked on and I said, well, it's, um, it's great to be here before I go any further. Obviously, I'm not from round here, but I just want to tell you that Liverpool is the greatest city in the world. And I said it like that. And they sort of cheered weakly because they could tell I didn't really mean it. And all like the people oh, okay. who kind of bought it, who took it at face value, cheered weekly. And I went, sure. Do you know what I mean? And that, <laughs> yeah, set, okay. that established the status. <laughs> like, I'm doing that because you have made me have wow. to reduce myself to that because you are pathetic. For I thinking yeah, yeah, yeah. thinking, Right? High risk I, never went wrong over the whole weekend. It was great fun. Yeah. In, in fact, I've, I've misdescribed that. What I did was I said, so I'm from London and there'd be a boo or something, and I'd say, I think it's a great city. Obviously, it's not as good as Liverpool. Then they'd cheer, and then I'd go, "Yeah, sure. You know, like yeah, that, yeah, so thats yeah, I, yeah. I kind of misquoted the a bit, but that, that oh, was great. the bit, I, and that now works.
2: I actually did that as well, but not that... not I didn't have a joke. So I had this exact same problem when they used to do Baby Blue, uh, Comedy Central or whatever yeah. it was called in the end. Yeah. And I'd say where I'm from, and then I'd... I can't remember exactly how I did it, but I said... I went to university in Liverpool, and it's, I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's so great to be back. And that always got them on board. And of the gigs from then always worked. Just yeah. established, I'm from down south, but I actually like it up here. That, yeah. that was all that is. That's did. all it
1: is. That's all it is. And yeah. it's a pathetic lie that you were reduced to telling, <laughs> and you should have come up with a better joke. But, I, but that's, you know. Yeah. But I but I but I, I, I say that, that as someone in... who's also lied pathetically. <laughs>
2: But but in Manchester, I, I I was I did go to uni in Manchester, and I noticed that when I told them that in Manchester, it just as a into a first bit, it that that worked in Manchester. So I was like, oh well, if that works here, that that as a technique, it'll work anywhere. And so when I did, well, I just tried it in Liverpool, and and yeah. the gig just went amazing. So yeah, yeah. Listen, and stupid, and I think that's
1: it? what Danny has put his finger on it. There, the, is that the expression? Put your finger on something put your finger on its head <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Uh, it's it's not that you need to flatter them you just need them to know you're not going to condescend to them yeah, so yeah. and I don't mean this specifically about Liverpool I think the North mm. if you're an act from the generic South they just have been talked down to by Southerners people who've turned yeah. up and done gigs about the Tube or gone oh it's grim up here or whatever yeah, that yeah, they kind yeah. of that psychically resonates with the whole audience and you just need to be able to say you just need to be able to say in a way that isn't saying this Look, I'm cool don't worry about it. I'm yeah, not. Yeah, I'm not yeah. the man. <laughs> I'm not the southern yeah. man. You know. Yeah. So so just sort of affirming that I think is um, is really important. I was going to say something else on that, which is to do with opening lines. That they, they would know. Oh, sorry. What a clean edit it was up until here. Um, uh, it was something about. It wasn't about Danny. It was something about Liverpool Northern. Can't remember. No. Fair enough. Don't worry. <laughs> I did a, a terrible podcast guest thing there of just being silent, so you'll sort of have to cut that bit. <laughs> <laughs> That's what right, I've got to produce it. Pod hacking. he will oh, it, be, lo-
2: be loving this one because there's there's not much to edit at all. I, so I
1: tell you what, I I always think editors deserve a lot of respect. <laughs> mm. <Yeah. laughs> that is a toadying move to make sure he he treats me well. Yeah. <laughs> I did I did that when I did, um, did. Did you ever did you ever see that show? Show me the funny. About ten years ago, it was like a reality show. Um, oh, oh, the one that Monaghan bit, won yeah yeah I remember yeah. it I
2: remember it I, I, the, yeah. the
1: edit treated me well I had a horrible time on the show I did really well at some of the gigs oh. well, two of the gigs I did really well at and I just hated the format The I liked the people I liked mm. some of the acts and I liked almost all of the producers but I couldn't get over the fact that they were sort of pretending it wasn't reality telly and I was incredibly yeah. cynical from day one but everyone else seemed so blithely kind of... It's almost like someone goes, oh, don't worry, we're not going to try and make you look bad. And so all the other yeah. acts relaxed and I was like, well, 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 of course they'd say that, right? That's, you know. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So I felt very tense throughout the whole <laughs> thing. But um, uh, the... Oh, fuck's sake, what was my point? Oh, that was it. Um, the I think part of the reason the edit treated me well is that every so often when we were on a long, boring location thing, knowing that the editors would have to sit and watch literally everything that went into every camera, I used to, whenever yeah. the camera was on me, I'd look into the barrel and go, do you know who I really respect? TV editors. And <laughs> I just thought we'd give them a little giggle in their <laughs> editing suite somewhere months later. And I, I think maybe it worked. Maybe that's why they, uh, w- yeah, why oh, they that's were kind. Great. But
2: interestingly, that format for that show isn't dissimilar to you doing different stuff every
1: gig, is it? Because wasn't it you'd go to a different place and do... Stuff about the place. Thank you. That's a lovely connection, Mark. Yes, because it was it was pitched to us as you're going to go to a weird and wonderful place, some different environment for some. I don't think they ever said this, but in my mind, I was like, maybe we'll go on a submarine. Do you know what I mean? I was like, we're going to go somewhere <laughs> yeah. nuts, and then you're going to write stuff about that place to and perform it to the people in that place. And I was terrified of that. And as soon as I realised I was terrified of it, I sort of in the back of my mind, I started going, I've got to at least try. Otherwise, I'm sort of a coward, you know, because I clearly am like that's if imagine doing that and succeeding at it. That's like training, you know, punching, you know, meat in the back of a van or whatever, to to use an (laughs) obvious analogy. Um, So that's what attracted me to it. And then, of course, it wasn't that. It wasn't really Mm. that. It was it was, you know, you TV world. It was TV world. And it's mostly Mm. being interviewed and mostly getting out of a taxi for a ninth time so they can get the shot whilst you're shitting yourself because you're about to do material you've never done before Mm. on and you haven't written yet 24 hours from now on TV in front of potentially millions of people and in front of TV judges who are comedians who are going to judge you when they personally themselves would never dream of Uh, doing a seven minute new set yeah they would judge you and they were you know Alan Davies was lovely Kate Copstick was you know going she was gunning for her you know I want to be the Simon Cowell of the comedy world thing and and doing very well she was some of the stuff she was very very funny and insightful um and mean <laughs> and uh, i mean god oh well i'll tell you off micah a thing she said about someone that thank god got cut because it was a career ending thing she said it was awful Just oh, v- vicious not entirely inaccurate but um uh, um so but you had to do it in front of comics who would not drink Cannon and ball were the guests judges on the episode that i got kicked out on and bobby ball blessing was like i like you i like you he said it 11 times i do i like you and is it Bobby Ball? And then Tommy Cannon was sort of said he wasn't really into what I was doing. And I was just thinking, are you having a laugh? Would you ever write mm. seven minutes of new material and do it untested? Yep. Why are we all pretending that that isn't the most heroic challenge you've ever heard of?
2: And why are they judging that? I know. Well, the people? whole.
1: Because it was reality telly and they kind of. It was yeah, ITV. Yeah. It was ITV. Yeah, I should have run right. a mile. But I was. But mm-hmm. that is precisely yeah. why I was attracted to that show because I thought it was going to be like. This It was billed as master Chef for comics. And on day right, one, okay, I went, yeah. oh, this is X Factor, isn't it? You liars. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, cool, man. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. I get on my high horse about that all the time. No, the, man,
2: that's great. I, yeah, that's, we got, that's gold, mate. That is really cool. Thank Thanks you. I've enjoyed this.
1: this a lot. It's been really good fun. One, what I
2: will do is I'll send you my email address if you could chuck me like a wee transfer. Yes, something. of course,
1: of course, of course. Uh, uh, I will do that. And also, do you mind can I can I um pitch not pitch, can I plug something? Oh yeah, yeah, go for it. Is that right Um yeah. the the thing I wanted to plug is just I've been since the pandemic, I have been pivoting wildly and trying to create, you know, other things to do online. Um, as mm. well as a an online chat show I'm doing called the Infinite Sofa, which your listeners can find out about at InfiniteSofa.com and I hope you're gonna be mm-hmm. my guest soon. We're sort of talking about a date at mm. the moment. Um, But I'm also doing a thing that might interest people who listen to this podcast. Um, It's called Working Lunch, and you can find out about it at comedianscomedian.com slash lunch. And it's kind of mentoring coaching sessions over Zoom with newer comics. And it's not I'm not directing anyone and I'm not writing jokes for anyone. But what I'm trying to do is some of the sorts of things we've been talking about. I'm trying to sort of help people um, overcome creative blocks in their own comedy. Like a thing mm, that happens okay. quite often. I've done seven or eight of them now. They've been really, really good fun and I've got some lovely feedback on them from the acts. Um, but the sorts of things people are that comes up a lot are people do a bit or send me a, a video and I go, okay, that joke. And then they go, I'm I'm really sort of embarrassed to be doing that. And I'm like, well, why are you doing it? And we get into that. We get into those Mm. sorts of things. So if people are listening to this because they love the craft, it might be that they would enjoy a conversation like that. So you can find out about that at comediancomedian.com.
2: Stuart Goldsmith! Hashtag Ooga! Uh, hashtag Arooga Stuart Goldsmith Thank you for Joining me and, and well Sort of joining you As well Joel Isn't it J-j-j- In a way sort of, In a way um, Great stuff Any feedback uh, For the episodes As always On social media At jokes With Mark Across the board um, Anything else Joel Nothing from me Mark Anything from you Mark Feels a bit abrupt But no Nothing more from me Joe. <laughs> Ah stuck a week, everybody.
0: Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time.